Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you're enjoying all of these episodes. This is episode 38. And so if you are, we encourage you to go back and listen to the episodes that you have not listened to yet. And we really encourage you to rate this and to share it with those who you think would be interested. Leave us some comments there, letting us know what you think. That really helps get the word out and helps us to accomplish the mission of Especially for Athletes. And so this week, we are going to take on a core principle of Especially for Athletes, the principle of resilience. And so this week, I got to go down and speak in Mesquite, Nevada to the ODP program in Utah. It's the Olympic Development Program for soccer. And every year for a number of years now, we've been going down there and speaking to those amazing youth soccer players that are some of the best in the state. So the way that this works, the ODP program works, is there's all these tryouts that they do. And then they, the group, the combine team gets selected from those previous tryouts. So they gather together in Mesquite, Nevada for kind of a final tryout. And that's when they've been inviting, especially for athletes to go and to speak to these young people. And, and so we went down and, and spoke to them. We've been doing it for almost a decade now. And, and someone came up to me after, and they told the story of a young person who came to the camp and, and heard our message. And as they came and heard the message, we talk a lot about resilience. So as we speak to this group, we know that they're all hoping to make the final 18 players that get to be on that final travel team. But we also know at the end of this combine that there's going to be cuts. And so we speak specifically to that when we go and talk to these youth soccer players. And so uh, this person came up to me and said, I need to tell you a story of someone who came previously to this combine and who was cut and what's going on in their life now. And so this young man's name is Duncan Jarvie. And we were able to catch up with Duncan and, and talk to him about his experience. And if you are someone who, who's been cut from a team or had a tough loss or, or had a, a child who's been going through those things, or if you're a coach who has had to go through the super unfortunate circumstance of having to cut kids, as we talk to coaches, we know that's coach's least favorite part of their job. And so if you've had that experience, I would love you to listen to this, this interview that we had, a portion of the interview that we had with Duncan as he tells his story. Here it is, Duncan Jarvie. You were selected as one of the, the final uh, young men that year in Utah to vow for, for 18 spots. And you went down and spent some time in Mesquite there and and mm -hmm. we're hoping to be part of that final 18, but then tell us what happened from there. Well, from there, I just, to be plain out, just wasn't good enough, I'd say. 
just didn't work out for me. It was a learning experience. The year before that, actually, I didn't didn't even make the combine team. So those two years of getting cut from ODP were good learning experiences. And just we went home and worked, got better. So how old were you when that happened? Um, I want to say probably about 14, 13, 14. Okay. So, that. so like 13 years old, you didn't make the combine team, which means you didn't get to uh-huh. go down to Mesquite or so. I mean, 12 or 13. And then, and then you yeah. came down and you heard a message that we shared there, especially for athletes where we talked about the importance of resilience and the importance of not staying down when you get knocked down and the importance mm-hmm. of hard work. And, and you went home from that presentation and you said, you know what, I'm going to work if I understand things correctly. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. So tell us some of the things you started to do differently when you went home saying, dang it, I'm not going to get cut again. Or tell us the the things you did to put in a little extra work. Every single day, start, you mean, start off with just a little bit of technical training and then go from there, work your way up. And then you just put in the hours consistently every single day, working on your technical skill, watching lots of games, just studying, studying the game. And awesome. So, so what does it look like for a soccer player? Okay. So before you kind of said, forget it, I'm going to outwork people, right? Like I'm sure Uh you still went to practices and you still did all those things. I would bet you were that kind of a kid, but um, tell us like, what did you do to enhance your training? Like, what did it look like before you made that commitment to yourself? And what did mm-hmm. it look like after? What changes were made? First and foremost, it was just intensity and the drive. I think before that, I was still doing some like footwork stuff to get better, but it was maybe like 30 minutes a day or three minutes every other day. After you get cut, um, you just um, something changes in your mentality. You just want to um, you just want to make it the next year keep getting better and better. Well, let me stop you there because I will say that is true of you, (laughs) right? But there's uh a lot of people who get cut and they lack the resilience to, uh, you know, that kind of defeats them, deflates them, and then they they stop, right? But but for you, if I understand that frustration of getting cut and realizing I'm not good enough, which by the way, I love how you said that. You didn't say you know, that, yeah, they made a mistake. They, you just said, I realized I wasn't good enough. And so for you, that seemed to fuel your work ethic. And so yeah, before you were putting in a half an hour technical training every other day or so, and then walk me through, you come home and what did you, what did you start doing? I went right outside, shoveled snow and started doing full work outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story that I heard about you is, you came home from getting cut. You yep. got a snow shovel. You went mm-hmm. out in your backyard. You shovel off snow so that you could get right to work on your footwork. Yep. Duncan, that's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> Appreciate that's, it. That's awesome. How old are you now, Duncan? 17. Now. 17. But you just had a really cool moment happen in your life. So 13, mm. 14, you're sitting there not making the combine team, not making the, the final competitive team for ODP. But recently, yeah. tell, us, tell us what's happened in your soccer life recently. Um, lots of opportunities have opened up. Recently, I committed to play soccer at Stanford. 
and got some good, hopefully, uh, got some good professional opportunities lined up for this next coming year. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations, first of all. Thank you. From your perspective, Duncan, what have you learned about hard work in sports? I mean, I've, I've learned that it gets, it's the thing that gets you far, you know, I mean, I wasn't the most talented kid, I I would say, but I just kept working and working and then it got to where I am now and it's still nowhere near where I want to be. I mean, still got a long ways to go, but hard work, I think, is the key to like being successful. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go back to, did you have feelings when you were cut from ODP of, oh, yeah. of deflation? Did, did it ever enter yeah. your mind of like, man, maybe this just isn't going to be for me? this soccer thing? Uh, I think I, I had that for a little bit. Uh-huh. I'd say like when I would look, go and look at the list and see that my name wasn't on it. I think I'd it, like, it would suck, but it's, it only lasts for a little bit. And I, I think that after you, you feel that you just can't, you can't just let that, you can't let that stay. Right. Right. And so your response, which we already went over, but just is so cool. Was that the day you got home that you took a shovel and went out and just started cleaning yeah. off? <laughs> yeah. So I was at church and came home. First thing I do is get on the computer because I knew the list would come out. Saw the list and then went straight outside. <laughs> okay. So, so the list got sent after you got home from that ODP combine experience and you uh-huh. saw the list and you're like, that's it. Like I'm going to, I'm going out to work right now. I, I wasn't good enough. I started shoveling snow yeah. off your grass. That is just, that is just an awesome, awesome story. And so now that all these opportunities have come into your life with Stanford and being able to have the opportunity to play there and the pro opportunities that are coming your way, mm-hmm. um, what advice would you give to those who are in a similar situation as you that, that maybe are dealing with disappointment right now because they aren't achieving what they would like to in sports. I'd say you never know what you could accomplish if you don't just work hard or if you never know your true potential. So if something bad happens, it's everything always works out, whatever, whatever happens. So just get back to grinding, keep working because there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it just helps you in your pathway. It just makes you stronger and makes you just feel fuels you and shapes you. So, yeah. So I imagine that there were some times when you didn't think I'm going to be playing soccer for Stanford, where maybe your confidence and those things took a hit because being cut or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. how did you personally, like, did, was it the work? Is that you just said, you know what, dang it, I'm going to do whatever I have that's in my control to reach my goals. And is that how you dealt with that disappointment is just work? It's work. And it's just the love of the game. You gotta, you gotta love what you're doing. That that's a huge factor in it too. But yeah, when that stuff happens, you just continue to do your like daily training routine and keep continue to do whatever you're doing. You don't, I mean, you could, you all, you all have bad weeks and bad days that your confidence is low, but you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just absolutely love that story, Duncan, of you uh, finding out you didn't make the team and then 
going outside, shoveling snow and getting right to work. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'll probably tell that story a thousand times, coming, you know, in other presentations, because what an amazing response to disappointment. What an amazing example of resilience. So thank, <laughs> thank you for you. your example. For sure. For sure. What an incredible young man Duncan is and just such a cool story, you know, to imagine that kid coming home and disappointed and maybe think, what do we do when we're disappointed? Do we respond in as resilient of a way as Duncan did? You know, when we face those disappointments in life, is our initial response to start blaming or complaining or, or criticizing other people, or is our initial response, figuratively speaking, to grab a snow shovel and get out there, clear off the lawn and get to work. And so just an incredible example of resilience. So as I had that interview with Duncan, I kept thinking back to a previous interview, a previous podcast with Doug Meacham. And some of you may know, but Doug Meacham played Basketball at the University of Utah during one of their most prolific eras when they were going through to the Final Four and and just having great seasons under legendary coach Rick Majerus. But he told a story during that podcast of what happened to him his junior year. Now, you would think that, okay, here's someone who played for a Division I basketball program. Not only that, but during one of their most successful times. And so he was probably just this legendary high school player. However, when I was interviewing Doug, it was, it was almost shocking to me what happened to him his junior year in high school. And I, I was thinking of that interview the whole time I was interviewing Duncan and thinking of this topic of resilience. And so listen to what Doug told us his experience was when he was a junior in high school. One of the greatest lessons I learned going back to high school, my junior year, I got cut from the basketball team. And I remember coming home and my mother, her response to me was, um, you know, there was some empathy there, but there was also some, well, go to work and make it so they can't cut you the next year. And just that response itself um, put put the work and the effort on me. And it kind of, you know, shocked me. It was devastating to me at the time, but it also taught me how much I loved the game. Was I willing to go and work for it for that next year? And I think today, um, as parents, our response to how our, our, our athletes handle hard things is crucial to them developing and wanting to go through that work and process. And, and I did that. I went to my coach and asked him, what are the things that you saw that I needed to work on and set that goal? And it was probably a, a really life-changing event for me that helped me kind of forge um, later on in life when I, you know, had to deal with hard things outside of basketball. And um, that's what I love about it, though, is watching these young athletes set goals, give them uh, in the off season, some shooting sheets and, and say, here you go. Here's kind of a map. Um, if you can come back and um, show that you've put time in, it'll, it'll present itself in November. November always asks what you did October, uh, March through October. And that's, um, that's a reality. 
So I included this portion from Doug Meacham because he's speaking from the point of view of his mother and as a coach, right? And so Duncan, pretty incredible and mature of that young man to come home from from the ODP experience, to read that email the next day, to realize he didn't make it, and to have his knee-jerk response to be go out, shovel snow, and work on some footwork and, and really work on the technical part of soccer and do it every day instead of every other day for longer every day. And, and sometimes very mature youth will have that response. And maybe Doug would have had that response on his own, but one of the things that he mentions here is that when he went home, his mom gave empathy, but then said, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to be so good next year that they can't cut you? And that's a really awesome response from a parent. And I love what he said from a coach's perspective. It's one thing just to cut kids and hope they're okay. But, you know, those kids that really are devastated and come back, he gave them a path. You know, here's a shooting chart and no guarantee they'll make the team the next year. But he at least let them know, here is what you would need to do in order to make the team if you wanted to make the team. And so those are pretty profound responses. And I think that if we have those ingrained in ourselves, along with examples like Duncan and like Doug Meacham, to share with youth when they do experience these these experiences where they're going to have to display resilience if they're going to keep on going. If we could teach them to respond in a Duncan-like way, in a Doug Meacham-like way, then we could teach them that life skill of resilience. And resilience sometimes is not this just beautiful end of the story. It's not, sometimes it's pretty ugly, right? That it's really, we can be devastated and we need to learn to get back up, to keep going. And so to close out this podcast, I just wanted to share the words of, of Justin Sue, a mental performance coach of the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and he started to talk one time in a conversation with us about resilience and what it really looks like. And so listen to his words, like, here's what resilience is. Sometimes when we look into the past, like Duncan did, or like Doug Meacham did, it seems all nice and clean and wonderful right now, right? Because these stories that we shared ended wonderfully. Duncan with a scholarship at Stanford and Doug Meacham playing for the University of Utah and going on and having a great high school coaching career. But in the midst of the struggle, displaying resilience does not always look so clean and pretty. It doesn't always promise this wonderful ending. And so Justin, I thought, captured that so well when he was with us in our podcast. So here's Justin. And for those who are not, a, who don't know, resilience is your essentially your ability to persist, your ability to keep going, for lack of a better term, just to, in its in simplistic form. It's your ability to get up when you get knocked down. Now, I think in order to understand resilience is to understand the human element. Um, resilience, what it is not, it is not walking around pounding your chest and thinking that you're superhuman. It's not, um, it's not burying your, your emotions. It's not hiding who you truly are just to, to put on a mask to show the world that you are invincible and you're strong. No, that's, that's not what resilience is. Resilience is knowing that you're fallible, 
Resilience is knowing that you're a human. You're going to have bad days. You're going to take losses. You're going to have things that happen off the field or off the court or off the course that is going to rattle you. That's going to even cause you to question, do you even want to play anymore? Do you even want to do this anymore? That is real. Uh, you're going to have thoughts that are dark. You're going to have feelings of wondering, questioning your worth, questioning your confidence, questioning your direction and your motives and questioning your beliefs and questioning your identity. That is human. That's normal. It happens like, like you said, Chad, that athletes at the highest level and, and that's okay. And that's okay. Resilience isn't ignoring them and saying, Oh, just, just be positive. Just be grateful. Look at the bright side. No, that's not resilience. Resilience is messy. Resilience is showing up to practice at about 30%. And sometimes the best you can do is go through the motions. Sometimes just showing up is all you can do. And you might have a terrible practice, but you know what? Gosh darn it. Here you are doing the best you can on this day. And I think resilience then is learning lessons. It's being able to focus on what you can control as opposed to get consumed and inundated on things you can't control. Resilience is clinging on to your go-to people to mom, to dad, to your friends, to, to your faith, to your leaders so that you could keep going. And sometimes they might have to carry you and help you through it. It's being open and looking at people and saying, I'm struggling today. I'm struggling. And this is what I'm struggling with. I've had grown men who I won't even mention because out of straight confidentiality and privacy, cry in my arms and cry to my face because it is so heavy and it is so difficult uh, from general managers to head coaches to, to elite athletes, to Navy SEALs, to myself, it gets very difficult. But then resilience is, always, is also learning from your mistakes. It's learning from your failures. It's, it's, it's looking at your scars and using your adversity to make you better is using your adversity as stepping stones and not as stumbling blocks. Uh, resilience is being able to look back and seeing all the things that you've overcome and to realize that, wow, even though I don't want to live those all over again, uh, I learned some valuable lessons and they've turned me into the person, to the athlete, into the student, into the son, into the daughter I am today. So I think that's resilience to me and I see it all the time. So I love that. Resilience is messy. Resilience is, is complicated sometimes. It's not always just this clean cut. Okay, here's what you do. You bounce back, you clear off some snow, you juggle a ball, you do some technical work, and you'll get a, you'll get a scholarship to Stanford. That's not, not necessarily how everything ends. However, if we, like Duncan, like Doug Meacham, like Justin Sua talked about with those professional athletes that he works with, if we could develop the capacity to get up and get going to, to be resilient. I, I love what Justin said, what resilience is. We have to have the ability to bounce back in our life. I shared an analogy with the ODP group this last weekend by comparing a bouncy ball with a snowball. And asked them, are you a bouncy ball or a snowball? So resilience is really, when you get down to the nitty gritty of the definition, it's the, the ability to, to bounce back to your original form. And so you throw a bouncy ball against a wall and it squishes up against the wall. But then when it comes back to you, it's back to its form. 
you throw a snowball against a wall and it, it just smashes it and it spreads out and it will never get back to its form. And so the question I ask myself a lot and that we ask our athletes to ask themselves is, are, are you a bouncy ball or a snowball? When you bounce up against a brick wall in your life, does it smash you or can you get back to that, to that shape and then even improve that shape and become better and better and even more resilient and more powerful. And so hopefully this wonderful example from this high school soccer player will resonate with you as much as it did with me. So Duncan, thank you. Thank you. Figuratively speaking, I hope I can, whenever I encounter adversity, I hope I could pick up my snow shovel, clear off the lawn and get to work. So thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy the Sportlight Podcast. Just a reminder to rate it, to leave a comment, and to share it. And please pick up the Sportlight. It's a wonderful book. You can pick it up at especiallyforathletes.org, which is linked in our bio here, and, and check it out. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas. For those of you who are listening to this the Tuesday before Christmas, Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful one. Keep your eyes up. Do the work. Look for those in need and do something for them. Thank you. This has been the Sportlight Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sportlight, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org slash book.